NFL Network's replaying the uh, Packers-Bengals preseason game. Ryan is sitting over here, Trista, just getting very excited watching Romeo Dobbs catch a touchdown right Yeah, now. I mean, that's like the only good thing going for me right now. The Yankees checks notes down 8-2. Uh, to two. <laughs> It's Astros down two to nothing to Marlins, but luckily we are only fifteen days away from college football season. Thank God, because you got the exact uh, time down too, right? I can't, I can't, I, I can't even think right now because I hate baseball so much. <laughs> Other than the Chicago Cubs, we have the night off though. Three and a half games back in the division, back in action tomorrow night. Big game against the Chicago White Sox. Big game. I can see the eight to two right now. I, I'm the very upset. Just yeah. very you guys are on the right side. Yeah, Good call, Trista. It's just the Yankees are a complete mess. I thought maybe one more time, one more time this season. Although I'm, I'm starting to get concerned about the Broncos being a complete mess too. Zach buys the host of Stokely and Zach, one hundred four three, the fan in Denver. Zach, I, uh, I have been one of the people that has stood on a table and I have supported. And I have screamed at the top of my lungs from the mountaintops that this will be Russell Wilson's redemption tour this year. Sean Payton's going to make things better. I know it's a preseason game. I don't feel very good about what I saw, especially with that offensive line. What's the temperature right now in Denver after what we saw from the Broncos? Scorching hot. Absolutely <laughs> scorching hot. We're, we're picking up, guys, we're picking up right where we left off last year, uh, which was the biggest debacle and quite literally the biggest letdown season in the history of the Denver Broncos, considering, considering, until 2017, the Broncos had more Super Bowl appearances since 1982 than losing seasons. The Denver Broncos never had back-to-back losing seasons since 1982 until 2017-18. They were the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers of the Mountain Time Zone. That's what they really were since then. Since they cleaned up the confetti from Super Bowl 50, uh, this team hasn't been to the playoffs. The Jets and the Broncos, longest active postseason drought. And last year, the anticipation was so crazy with Russ. And there's Russell spray-painting Lombardi trophies on his, on his cleats saying, more to come. <laughs> and then Wilson goes uh, on to, to win four games with the Broncos. Now, the Broncos won five. Wilson only won four, missed some time for a second straight year. But, yeah, man, I mean, the, the, the temperature right out of the gate is steaming hot. The offense, which has been bad in camp, I haven't missed a single rep. They've been bad, okay, and that's with Sean Payton. They go out in the preseason game, first series. This is against the Cardinals, who I know you guys know have the worst projected win total Mm -hmm. in the entire sport, rested a lot of defensive starters, and the Broncos' first-team offense. Guys, they played everyone, okay? First-team offense, three plays, three yards. I mean, in the first quarter alone, the Broncos' first-team offense didn't score a point missed a field goal, had a failed challenge, had a fumble, guys getting blown off the ball that are making $70 million at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not good. It's not good to start. I saw uh, that Peyton put Wilson in for, and the, most of the offense in the in, in first team, for in for a for fourth drive, which I think surprised a lot of people. Uh, that's just not what you see in preseason games. Is that drive designed that call designed to calm the nerves of the team to calm the nerves of the media and the fans to try to give them some confidence that this wasn't going to be the same as last year we've been calling that fourth drive here in denver in the last 24 hours the punishment drive like go out there again (laughs) go 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 out there again you you couldn't get it done um you know you know, what it was is it was actually a sigh of relief that this team, I don't care who it was up against, second, third teamers from Arizona, 
going down and scoring a touchdown. Russell Wilson was fist pumping like Josh McDaniels did after he beat the Broncos and went to six and zero years ago, or beat the Patriots and went to six and zero as a Broncos coach. Like the biggest fist pump ever. It was like, yo, this is what you're supposed to do. Like on drive number one, two, or three. And you know what the uh, the irony about that drive was, guys? That finished with a touchdown. On third down from the 21 yard line, Jerry Judy dropped a wide open touchdown pass. Dropped it like like he's like just dropped it. Third down in real football. Zero game in the first half, you're not going for it on fourth down. So even the fact that they scored, guys, that was on fourth down. So, like, even the good stuff that happened, you look at through the lens of real context, real football, you know, even there's an asterisk by that one. So, but even despite all that, despite all that, when you're the worst scoring team in the sport, 32 out of 32, 16.9 points a game, they'll take whatever they can get right now. What was crazy about last season was like you watched the offensive side of the ball with Nathaniel Hackett calling the plays, and it was just like three and out after three and out, yet the defense never gave up. They finished top ten, even with all those injuries, even after moving a guy you know, like Bradley Chubb. Do you worry about any regression coming into the season, or do you think that defense is going to be as good or even better? No, I worry about regression. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, you know, Vance Joseph back in the fold, I mean, really strange setup, former head coach. You know, one coach removed, now he's back defensive coordinator. But, yeah, man, you know, as good as the Broncos – or as bad as the Broncos' offense has been, that's as good as the Broncos' defense have been. Yeah. And it almost feels like there's um, a little bit of an assumption that that side of the ball would just stay the same. And it's like, well, if we take a step forward offensively and the defense stays the same, well, guess what? The defense isn't the same. It's a new defensive coordinator. Draymond Jones went off to Seattle. You know, so there's been, you know, this or that. And then also – you're relying on Randy Gregory, your $70 million man who came over from Dallas, um, who's missed more games than he's ever played in his career. Um, you're depending on him staying healthy. I have serious doubts whether that will be the case. Um, strong secondary with Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons there. But, guys, you know, games are won and lost in the trenches. I have serious concerns about the defensive line. For the Denver Broncos, and quite frankly, I have real concerns, and someone touched on it off the top, I forget who, forgive me. I got real concerns up uh, with, with the Denver Broncos offensive line as well. Yeah, and Zach, they go out there and they make a couple of additions, and you expect it to look a lot better, and that's not what we're seeing so far. Talking to Zach by BetMGM tonight. Uh, so I'm looking here at the odds for where the Broncos will finish in the division. We've got it up for anybody watching on any of the streams. Third place in the division, plus 190. Fourth is plus 210. Second is plus 270, and then winning the division is plus 550, which certainly feels like a long shot after this. I mean, are we at a point now where this team may, may be only just better than Vegas, and that's it? And, and I, I like that third place plus 190 is where, if I had to decide, that's where I put my money. Um, they haven't uh, beat the Chiefs guys in three presidents. <laughs> beat the Kansas City Chiefs in three presidents, okay? 2015 um, is the last time they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But here's the other thing. You guys may not know this. They haven't beat the Raiders in a presidential term. Swept by the Raiders three straight years and that's who they open up with uh, to start the season. Uh, that being said, I think that win this past weekend for Raiders, uh, for the Raiders, is uh, a little bit of fool's gold. I think the Raiders down the stretch of this season will probably be a mess. 
Uh, I think the Broncos will beat the Raiders um, this year for the first time in uh, what will be three and a half seasons. But I, I don't have them uh, finishing ahead of the Chargers. I think that's a fool's errand. And I certainly, worrying about Kansas City, like Broncos fans were this time last year with Russell Wilson in the fold, worrying about Kansas City would be like a house with the, with the roof falling in and a poured foundation that got all screwed up but you're trying to compete with your lawn with the guy down the street. Don't worry about that. You got so many problems. You got so many problems at home um, to be worried about Kansas City. Zach, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, so I'm with you on Randy Gregory, but I'm also with you on Brett Maher. Uh, shed some light on what you saw from the kicker situation, because boy, oh boy, did I have some PTSD watching that. Oh, my goodness. Um, this has been hilarious. The Broncos had one of the most long-standing kickers in the NFL. His name was Brandon McManus, kicked for the team for nine years. He was the only holdover from the Super Bowl 50 team. Now, if you look at just the raw numbers, you say, Brandon McManus kicked or missed 10 kicks last year. Uh, that guy sucks. Let's move on from that guy. Well, half of those kicks were from over 50 yards. Remember uh, Nathaniel Hackett asked him to kick a 63-yarder in Seattle to open up the season? Um, so they moved on. They moved on from Brandon McManus, who was a solid kicker for nearly a decade. And they've entered the carousel that half of the NFL world deals with. Kickers are win and lose games every single Sunday. They're kind of like a good fire extinguisher. You don't think about them until you really, really need one. And when the game is on the line, if Brett Maher is the one kicking for the Broncos, I think, I think the Denver Broncos are in big trouble. I mean, five missed kicks in the playoffs, and then he was just nails, just nails in training camp, doesn't miss a kick, and then he goes out there in his first kick of preseason and misses it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, what, what, what are we doing? It's an open competition between him and a guy named Elliot Fry, who uh, me and Elliot Fry have combined for six kicks in the NFL. So <laughs> it, it's, it's one of these things where it's just like, this, is, this has got disaster written all over. And I tell my listeners every day, there's a couple things that you can see um, coming from a mile away, uh, and this one's one of them. This feels like in, uh, the kicker for the Broncos will cost them a game or two. And my fear is, from a Denver standpoint, the kicker who's kicking for the Broncos midseason is not on the roster right now. What kind of role do you think uh, P. Ryan's going to fit? Because obviously Javante Williams is off the pup list, but, I mean, he's coming off a torn ACL. And P. Ryan last year had two starts where Joe Mixon was out and had 164 yards on 38 carries. Do you think he's more of a three-down back? Um, how do you see them kind of using those running backs early on in the season with Javante coming off a torn ACL? Interesting question and super relevant. And, and let me just give you the injury timeline for Javante first. He got injured in week four last season, okay? So that's the month of October. It wasn't just an ACL. It was two additional ligaments plus the ACL. And people are expecting him to just come back and hit the ground running. I'm wildly curious what he looks like in San Francisco this week. Sean Payton said he is going to play him. I, I would be buying stock in P. Ryan, P. Ryan right now whether it's from a Sunday-by-Sunday Sunday prop or whether it's um, fantasy, I would be buying stock in Pirine because of the question mark at health with Javante Williams. But here's a stat for you guys to put in your pipe here. In the last six seasons under Sean Payton, the secondary back averaged 11 touches a game combined in the passing and ground game. 11 touches a game for the secondary back. So whether Javante is healthy or not, I'd still be buying that stock in Samaj P. Ryan. 
You know, you mentioned something earlier that I thought was interesting. You've seen so much of practice because we know a lot of stuff comes out that's like, oh, everybody looks great and there's all this chemistry and everybody looks fantastic and best shape of their life and healthy. There's a lot of talk about Cortland Sutton and uh, Russell Wilson having some great chemistry. Have you seen that at all? Like, are there some things that are actually true? Or is a lot of this just being pushed out to kind of create their own narrative so things don't look as bad? No, no, no. This is really good. And I'll tell you what, we're, we're kind of on the inside of this one. Seriously. Seriously. We're kind of on the ground floor of this one. Because you're talking to someone who watches every rep, but also have watched every single rep of Cortland Sutton's career in-game, in-practice, training camp. We're seeing physically from Cortland Sutton what we thought we were going to see last year, which was the second year removed from the ACL. We knew why, why he didn't look uh, 100% the year following the ACL. But when it came to that second year, it was like, okay, now now we're going to see that 2019 Portland Sutton, who was over 1,100 yards, playing with Drew Locke, Joe Flacco, and Brandon Allen. He was quarterback-proof. No matter who you put him with, he produced. And then we haven't seen that for, for years. We're seeing it again. We're seeing it again. He's 10 pounds lighter. He is physically uh, getting off the line of scrimmage. When he opens it up, he looks like a thoroughbred once again. Uh, his prop right now, guys, and, and this is speaking to the ground floor on this, his prop is like 700 yards. Guys, he was 829 a year ago, and he would look like he was 75 uh, uh, percentage points of himself. Right now, he looks like 100% himself. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, he could miss three or four games, and he will clear that prop. I'm just saying. And, I, right. and, 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 and I'm, not, I'm not Mr. Hot Take. I'm really not. I just try to just pass along what I see, and half the time the Broncos and the fans hate me for it. But with this one, with this one, with Cortland Sutton, that guy looks like he is poised for uh, to be like the 25th leading receiver in the NFL, which will be somewhere between 900 and 950 yards. That's what I would pencil Sutton in for. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing from Marvin Mims? Because I loved him at Oklahoma, and, and there's obviously a lot of hype around him, maybe being the, the third receiver, especially after the injury to, to Patrick. I wouldn't touch right now. He's not featured in practice at all. He's now banged up. Um, we've seen him in the kicking game. I think they wanted him to be the returner. We saw some real inconsistencies in camp. Uh, wasn't featured at all in the preseason game uh, this past weekend against Arizona. Maybe maybe he pops against San Francisco. Um, and maybe we don't see him until like week five or week six. Here's what I do know, though. If he's healthy and available, and right now that's not really the case, But Sean Payton had a heavy hand in this year's draft, okay? The general manager for the Denver Broncos' name is George Payton. He's the guy that made this big trade for Russell Wilson, um, swung and missed on a lot of things. I think this is his last year at Denver. There is widely held thought that Sean Payton was actually running this past year's draft. They did not have a second-round pick. They moved up into the second round to grab Mims. So I'm mentioning that because coaches, when they get a vision, especially with the hubris of Sean Payton, and Mm -hmm. you see a guy that is going to be a part of your vision and a part of your plan, even though we're not seeing it right now, I would not be surprised if Sean Payton tries to manifest that himself on game days, maybe during the season, mid-year. Zach by 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Always good talking to you, man. We'll do it again soon for sure. Be good. All right. Well, you know what? I'm more nervous than ever about my Broncos. I'm not going to lie. My Broncos. <laughs> Cortland Sutton, I am definitely going over on his, his uh, receiving yards prop, though, without question. Change my mind Monday next. It's Bet MGM Tonight.